Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. So we're kind of going in reverse a little bit. But this is what the Lord uh, wanted me to emphasize on today. I wanted to move into doctrines a little bit faster, but God wanted me to go back to laying a foundation a little bit more. So we're quoting from this excerpt of scripture that says the time will come when they shall not endure sound doctrine and the foundation scripture for today is proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 through 23 will give us a little bit of understanding why this is so important proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 through 23 really gives us a framework, a foundation for the teaching that we are getting into. Now, you might wonder why, since the word doctrine is not in this verse. However, when the word of God declares in verse 20, my son, attend to my words, that word is translated and can be translated as sayings, and sayings is the Hebrew word for doctrines doctrines. Actually, in the other religions, such as Buddhism, the sayings of the Buddha have become the mantras or the doctrine of Buddhism, or the sayings of of Muhammad has actually become the Quran, as he orally uh, communicated the Quran and it was written down. So we understand that the oral communication of God is our doctrine. We have our own doctrines. There's the doctrine of Robert. There's the doctrine of Pastor Joey. And we kind of have our own doctrines or beliefs that we live by. So this word technically is here in the very first sentence of, of, of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, attend to my words. This is God's doctrines, God's sayings, God's words, i.e. words. Incline thine ear to my sayings or to my doctrines. Let them not depart from thine eyes and keep them in the midst of thine heart. We can see this is a lot more than just reading your Bible. My son, read your Bible every day. My son, read five chapters a day. That, that's not what he's saying. He's just letting them not depart from their eyes, keeping them in the midst of your heart, really speaks about a meditative life, a life of meditation, a life of contemplation. I, the Jews even go to the extreme nowadays where they, where they put the word of God on their doorposts physically, and they put the word of God on their arms physically. When I was at the Western Wall, you can um, borrow these things that they strap and they wrap around your arm and they wrap it on your arm with a little box and in that box contains the word of God. And uh, I bought some little uh, mezuzahs and I put one on the door of our office across the hall which actually on paper nailed on the wall actually doesn't do anything, amen? But in your heart is what it actually takes effect and could impact, could actually change the world. The word of God in the heart of a man. Or a woman, a man with a womb, amen? So the word of God inside a human spirit 
can literally change the world. And we saw that with Dr. Summerall, how one man's life changed the world. Dr. Summerall planted the very first Protestant church in the entire nation of the Philippines. He led probably, if not the number one revival, greatest revival in the world, if not number one on par with whatever number one is, over 150,000 souls in the kingdom in six weeks. I think the only other revival to, to rival that was the, um, was the uh, uh, Wales revival, where there was also about 150,000 in six months. Dr. Summerall's revival was probably greatest in the number of souls that came into the kingdom in the shortest amount of time. One man, the word of God in one man's heart and life. And he was like 26 at the time. Reminds me of the passing of the mantle now. Uh, any of you guys uh, are familiar with Christendom, you know that Dr. Reinhard Bonnke is retiring right now. And Reinhard Bonnke has just, uh, is just finishing his very last farewell crusade in Lagos, Nigeria. Amen. Anybody here from Nigeria? No? Lagos, Nigeria. And there's hundreds, I heard there was 680,000 people like the first or second night in attendance live. And he has passed the mantle to a 29-year-old whippersnapper. That's what the old white people in America call young people, whippersnappers. They gave, he's passed the mantle to a 29-year-old whippersnapper in the church. And I, I thought, surely this young man that's now running the largest independent ministry in the world, the, he's already led 39 million people to Christ, this young man, under Reinhard Bonnke's leadership, Reinhard Bonnke throw the crusade and then tell him to preach and give him the privilege to bring the souls in. Already has led 39 million people to Christ. He's way ahead of me. I'm bleeding for a billion souls, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm at. Maybe I'm like 10, 15,000 people. He's 39 million. I'm way behind him. I got to do something quickly. Amen? I, I was telling the Lord this morning, I said, Lord, I am far behind. Hallelujah. Amen? I need to hurry up and do some big moves. Hallelujah. Amen? Because we got a big God, and he's coming back soon. Amen? So he's led already 39 million people to Christ, 29 years old. I said, surely this must be his son-in-law, another spoiled ministry brat. <laughs> I'm not jealous of that. Praise God. My kids are going to be four generations of ministry brats. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. According to Bishop Malumba, hallelujah. <laughs> I received that word. Amen. But, you know, I thought surely he must be the son or the son-in-law because they have different last names. I come to find out he was a box cutter. He was just working in the storehouse, in the warehouse of Reinhard Bonnke's ministry. But he was faithful, volunteering, serving. He was pastoring another church. Him and his wife started a little church. No success. Nobody was coming. And he couldn't make any money. So he got a job for like $8 an hour working for uh, Reinhard Bonnke, just, you know, cutting open boxes, taking out the trash, uh, putting cassette tapes in his little album. And Reinhard Bonnke is walking through his uh, warehouse of his ministry and God told him, take that man with you on the, on, the, on the crusades. So he said, hey, young man. He said, would you like to come with me on a crusade? And he's like, would I like, boy, would I like to? Are you kidding me? Took him with him on a couple of crusades. He washed, you know, he, he took care of Warren Harbanke, put his shoes on, carried his Bible, carried his bags, served him faithfully. And then one day, Banke said, hey, could you preach a 10-minute message? He said, nothing more, nothing less. And don't give an altar call. Just 10 minutes. I one time gave the microphone to one brother. I said, pray for five minutes. He went on for 30 minutes. 
So that was the first test, amen? Just 10 minutes. So he got up there, preached 10 minutes, and stopped right on the dime. And Rai Harbanki said, okay, can you do it again? And then for a couple months, Rai Harbanki had him do that every couple months, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Then he said, I want you to do the altar call. So Rai Harbanki preached the crusade and then gave the mic to, to Daniel Coletta and said, now you do the altar call. And he gave the altar call. And, you know, three million got saved, you know. And then he said, okay, can you do that every crusade? So he started having him do the altar calls. Then Ryan Harbanki started doing, you know, his crusades would be for like six, seven days. He'd have Daniel Coletta preach for uh, one night, the open night, and then Ryan Harbanki would do the next five nights. Then he had him do two nights, and he'd do the next four nights. Then he had him do three nights, and he would do the next two nights. And before I knew it, Ryan Harbanki would just do the last night to finally Ryan Harbanki did no nights. And he finally had Daniel doing, 29 years old, all the nights of his crusades. So now he's retired. He's passed the mantle on to Daniel Coletta, a 29-year-old evangelist with the world's biggest ministry at the one of the world's youngest ages. Amen? Isn't that a blessing? Hallelujah. I wouldn't be complaining if I was him. Amen? <laughs> Amen. But a meditative life. One of the things that Reinhard Bonnke said People have all these theologies and philosophies about how you should pick your successor. And Reinhard Bonnke said, I'm not a theologian, I'm not a philosopher. He said, I just listen to God, I obey God, I'm a doer. And I'm looking for someone that just will come early, serve, work hard, work with all their heart, do what's told, and do it with the good spirit, and fill with the Holy Spirit, and just hear God and do it. I wasn't looking for a theologian. And that's how he chose that man, amen? Let the word of God Keep in the midst of your heart. Resonate in the midst of your heart. Resonate and be before your eyes. Continue to go in your eyes, in your ears. Meditate on the word. Why? Because they are life to those who find them. They are health to all their flesh. The word of God is life. It is literally, physically life. And I'm going to share with you an awesome testimony. Probably many of you won't believe me. But Alex was with uh, Charlie Shemp. You guys remember Alex with the earrings? And he, gave, he called out some birthdays when he was there. Alex was with Charlie Shemp preaching in India. And this lady had gold teeth. God gave her gold teeth in her mouth in the service. And, and, and Alex was on the stage next to Charlie Champ, and people have their cameras, and their, their cell phone cameras, they're recording the, 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 the miracles, and they're, they're taking pictures, and they're filming the gold teeth in this girl's mouth. And Charlie Champ put his finger in, in her mouth, under her tongue, and pulled out this, like, gooey, white, like, like saliva. And he turned to Alex, he said, you know what this is? And Alex said spit he said no this is the substance of heaven he said this is the glory of god look at this and he went like this and it hardened into a diamond right in front of alex's eyes right on the stage he said this is the substance this is when the the atmosphere of heaven becomes physical so thick that it actually becomes physical substance and it turned into a diamond right in charlie champ's hands and if you want to see some of those diamonds and rubies and jewels and, and uh, gold teeth and so forth, you could just go on Charlie Champ's uh, Facebook page. He has all the, all the pictures uh, on, online. You can see them all. 
the physical substance of heaven was, came upon this woman and began to fill her up and filled her mouth and formed gold teeth where she had cavities. And a diamond formed right in his fingers. The word of God, the substance of heaven is physical life. It is physical, miraculous substance. It's not just philosophy and emotions and feelings and intangible things. The supernatural is tangible. The substance of heaven is tangible. It is life, Zoe life, according to the Greek, Zoe life. The word of God is life. It is energy or energon in the Greek, amen. It is health to all their flesh. The word of God can literally and is literally physical health to the body. It is new limbs. The word of God is new life. Even to a dead person, the word of God can become resurrection life to a dead body. Speaking of Reinhard Bonnke, you have the testimony on your website of the man that died. And how many days was he dead? He was three days dead, blood extracted from his body, and thrown in the basement of a Reinhard Bonnke crusade. And Kim's the life on camera. This is one of the most world famous. Todd Bentley had three in one service. Come from the dead on camera in Pakistan two years ago. But Reinhard Bonnke had this one. It's the most famous one, Reinhard Bonnke, because they did a whole documentary movie on it because it was live on camera. To the dead... The word of God is actually life. And if it could be life to a dead body with no blood in it, how much more can it be life to your situation, to your cold, to your ache or pain, to your cramp, to your you know, blood issue, whatever it is that somebody might be dealing with? How much more if it can be physical life to the dead? Amen? It is life to everyone? No. Who is it life to? That's right. To those who find them. Finding infers a search. You search through the scriptures thinking that you might obtain life eternal, eternal life, Zoe life. You search for this. You seek it out. You desire it. You honor it. It means something to you. It's not just church as usual. It's not just religion. It's not just ceremony. It's not just oh, the way you practice your faith. You search it out as it is life, thinking and believing, knowing that you will find eternal life, the life of God. It is health to those who find them. It is life to them who find them, those who discover them, those who crack it open. Those who crack it open. Coconut's no good for you unless you could crack that coconut open. <laughs> and that's how the word of God is. The Bible says the word of God is a seed. A seed is covered with hard shell. Hard shell must be broken into through the moist soil. Soil is most moistened through the watering. And the soil is moistened through the watering. And it causes the hard shell to break open life to those who find them health to all their flesh so keep your heart with all diligence 
Mark chapter 4 says that the seed is the word of God and the, and the, and the seed was sown in the hearts of the believers. Is anybody with me? Mark chapter 4. Do you, do, do I, we, we, no first time visitors here, so I assume we all have a Christian background and I assume that we should know Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. The sower sows seeds, some by the wayside, some by the stony ground, right? Do we know this one, right? The seed, Mark, Jesus says in Mark 4, is the word of God and the soil is the hearts. That's what he says in Mark 4. So you keep your heart with all diligence because the seed that will go in there is life to those who break it open. So you keep it with all diligence for out of your heart. Now we know Jesus was saying that the heart was not a blood pump. Does anybody follow me here? The heart is not a blood pump. When he's speaking about your heart, he's not talking about your organ. He's talking about your spirit. Your spirit is the heart of your entire existence. Amen? This, your spirit is the real you. It's more real than the blood pump. Because when that blood pump stops tick-tick-tocking, your spirit will continue to live forever. So you're not that blood pump. You are a spirit. Long after that blood pump stops operating, you will be alive forever in heaven or in hell. So you're not that blood pump. You're not your physical heart. You are your spiritual heart. That's the real you. And it says that out of your spirit, man, the heart of your true being, keep it with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. The issues is the outgoings or the manifestation of your life is from your spirit. Everything in my life, my wife, my kids, the offices, the ministry, uh, everything that I have is just the manifestation of what's in my spirit coming out, coming out, coming out. Amen. I lost a little bit of weight, 70 pounds. That's the manifestation of me depositing into my spirit the, the belief of needing to exercise, the belief of trying to eat differently. Sowing that into my heart is beginning to manifest a different lifestyle, which begin to manifest a weight loss. Gaining weight was the manifestation of something else that was in my heart. Well, pizza will make me happy. Coca-Cola will make me happy. Ice cream will make me happy. It's a, it, it's a common, it's a, actually a cor, a cor, a, across all cultures of the world, if it's somebody's birthday, what's a birthday without food? If it's a Christmas, what's a Christmas without food? We, we think that it's the food that makes us happy, not that it's Christmas, not that it's our birthday, but with, without the food, the food is the thing that we think that makes us happy. So, and, and that's actually, it's an imbalance, and that false doctrine made me fat. Well, you know, I'm upset. I'm angry, I'm stressed, I'm tired, ice cream, you know, latte, you know. So the manifestation of that coming out of my life resulted in me being weight. Now, changing my thinking, sowing different thoughts has come to a manifestation of losing some weight. Amen. So what you put in your spirit will manifest on what's on the outside of you. I, you know, I like what Greg Gill told me. He said, Pastor Joey, he said, I love 
the way you do things. He said, everything you do is with excellence. He said, your PPTs, your wireless this and that, your videos. He said, I don't know pastors that have thousand-member churches that don't have videos, the same quality. You do your videos. And your books and your writings is excellent. He said, I don't know people that do so much excellence. And I said, wow. I said, thank you. No one ever compliments me on these things. People just think, oh, another video, pastor, another video. You know? I said, thank you, Bishop. I appreciate that. Your podcasts are A-level, like a mega ministry. He said, I can't believe it. You're amazing, Pastor Joey. And I said, well, you know, I never thought about it because no one's ever said anything to me. I said, but, you know, I got that from Pastor Winston. Pastor Winston taught me do things with excellence, you know. But I've learned that kind of excellence. That excellence was put into me from Pastor Winston, and now it's the outgoing of my life. Amen. My good things and my bad things are all the result of the doctrines that are in my heart from the sayings that were planted in me from good and bad influences. Same thing with you. The good things and the bad things in your life are all the outgoings of what was put into your heart by the sayings of good influences or bad influences. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way. Like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous, when I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart, to him right now together with me god can begin a new work in your life so just pray with me wherever you're at whether you're driving your car whether you're at home uh, wherever you are just just pray with me and repeat after me say father i come to you now in the name of jesus i ask you to forgive me forgive me of my sins Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com. 
or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening. And feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.